The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, November 7th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in. On another rainy day, the leaves, Patrick, in front of my house are turning into a nice red and orange mush as we keep driving over it. I'm not sure how we're going to get these up off my driveway. How are you this morning? I'm doing great this morning because you know what? The rain is going to end today. We're going to we're going to get a little bit of a break from the rain, may even see some sunshine today. So that makes me feel good. But I was shocked to learn that since the first of the month, we have already gone over three inches of rain. You know, everybody it's was kind of complaining seventh. about it being dry during the summer. Well, you got your wish. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, we are definitely well into kind of this rainy season. I still have a lot of leaves on my big trees in the front, so I'm not done yet, you know, polluting and, and <laughs> the neighborhood with all that I have. Uh, but yeah, because so many fall, there is, I don't think I can see the grass at all there's so many leaves it's just like a layer so what i needed to do is dry out a little bit because i i can't rake up all these wet leaves well you're going to get some dry weather and then it's going to rain again so you got that little break take advantage of it but please 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 keep the drains (gasps) clean I get a gold star this morning, Patrick, because I pulled in Mater Day Radio this morning and right behind my parking spot, my unofficial parking spot, uh, is the drain. Yes. And so I went right over there and I scraped <laughs> the leaves that were on top of it. So I, so the, I did that when I left yesterday. So we, we, okay. we must have had a lot of accumulation overnight then. So. For sure. So, <laughs> so here's the thing, though, that happened in my house last night. You know, uh, I was home and doing kind of the afternoon stuff. And then our daughter, who works at, uh, as a medical assistant, she came home at a regular time, 530th. And she looked at me and she goes, ah, it is so dark now when I'm driving home from mm-hmm. work. So she goes, I literally have like this little span in the morning where I see the sun driving in and then she's inside the office all day and then she has to come home in the dark. So Patrick, here's the question though. So when it's dark like that, when you get home now in the summertime, you know, we're used to going out, you know, in the late evening like that, going for a walk in the neighborhood. It's beautiful. The sun stays up late during the summer. So how do you get that walk in when it's dark and you had a, a, a discussion yesterday with a health coach, what what do you do? Well, you can do exercises indoors, of course, certainly do that. But let me tell you what, for my birthday this year, my sister, God bless her, she got me decked out with this like little vest that you clip on yourself and it lights up and it lights up in different you can like set it for different Stop. lighting and what? it's got like i mean it feels like disco you know you're kind of <laughs> going you know and it, it really like i looked around me and like it lights up a good ways around you as well really so, yeah it's very very prominent i i would defy a car not to see me Okay. Yeah. Wow. Plus, it's made out of that reflective material as well. But the the lights in it, and then the way you can set them to flash with your own kind of in, in and they just to walk, walk to the it, yeah. it paces you maybe a little bit, <laughs> maybe oh, a little bit. So I have thought about you know you see many uh, we'll say uh, uh, people of a certain generation sometimes they'll have walking groups in the morning that'll go through a mall 
Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. So I know that there are groups that meet for that pretty regularly. I would go in the evening time, say doing that. The problem is, though, I always end up spending money. Ah. If I'm going to walk them all, then, you know, they, they see me coming a mile away. Yeah, you and get like, all those window displays. Get you it know, out every, there because she's every, coming. Every step has got temptation. And then <laughs> right as you make the turn on the second floor, there's the C's candy or whatever <sighs> that is like, oh, here, just a little sampler. So And, and that, you know, that Aunt Annie's pretzels always oh, the smell the just always kind of. Yeah, yeah, the mall's a dangerous place to walk. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be defeating your purpose. So. Um, you also may mentioned that you like to go to the gym and do the elliptical and that's a great exercise because you get the upper body too so i think though i am going to go back to that membership to join my daughter because she you know you, you need motivation sometimes it, it is hard and my hat's off to you because you motivate yourself to do that but a lot of people need that just kind of that requirement to to answer to somebody so the two of you get you together going. i'm glad you mentioned that because that's what yvonne said you need accountability it yeah. really helps a lot and for me that having to talk to her every week that really made me accountable and then you got to be accountable to yourself you know nobody knows like you if you 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 know it's really ultimately up to you if you're going to get out there and do it go do it if not then you know don't be upset when the pants get a little tight exactly patrick i think that there has never been a time that i hit the gym even if it was for a half hour you know, 40 minutes of just walking or on the elliptical because I like that it feels good on the knees. It doesn't hurt. I have never regretted that I went and exercised at the gym. I've, it's, it's just getting there. That's it's the getting part, there. Now, right? Many times yeah. I'm like, all I did was sit here. I regret that. But so, yeah, find a, an accountability friend that uh, you can make that. I'll to. be your accountability friend, Brenda. <laughs> I'm already accountable <laughs> to you, Patrick. Uh, well, we do have a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. What's coming up, Patrick? Let me tell you, I'm so excited because the new basketball season is tipped off. And there was a full slate of action yesterday for the men and the women uh, down in uh, Corvallis. Uh, two big games up on the bluff yesterday, two big games. And the, the Ducks were both in Eugene and out in Vegas. We'll tell you all about how they did it was a pretty good start to the season for the local teams nice and here's a question for you to ponder pat what does the pope dream about when he goes to sleep a question i never thought to ask but some kids yeah they wanted to know what pope francis dreams about i'll tell you what he answered i want to know isn't that a good one Yeah. yeah absolutely so we do have a great show ahead for you on this tuesday morning we'll start things with dante schmidt and victory we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, Dante Smiths, and Victory. 710, it's Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend. And you know, Father Donald Calloway has a brand new graphic novel on St. Joseph. We're going to talk with the illustrator. Sam Estrada checks in with us to tell us all about this cool new graphic novel. And we'll check that changing weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What's the best way to stay on top of things in our local Catholic community? Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect way to connect directly into all the exciting fall activities. And you can jump right into the middle of it all like a big pile of leaves. Simply search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. In just minutes, you'll be accessing our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Plus, set a customized schedule of your own prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and download podcasts of all our original programming, including shows you won't find on the radio. Plus, you'll discover our Catholic lifestyle features, news, sports, fun fall festivities on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Get plugged directly into your local Catholic community with the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Mater Dei Radio, and we could be drying out today. Chance of showers before 8, then a slight chance of showers after 4. Partly sunny this afternoon, high 53, less than a tenth of an inch of rain possible. Then tonight, some showers early, chance of precipitation only 10%, and tomorrow going to start the day with some fog but uh, by mid-morning we'll have clearing and sunshine i love it i mean it's gonna it's gonna turn Brenda. okay i gotta rake some leaves I tomorrow so i need it to dry out a little bit boy it sure was coming down last night i it heard was. it in the middle of the night on my roof currently it is 51 degrees at st joseph's catholic church in vancouver and 48 at st joseph the worker in north portland Well, how much do you really know about St. Joseph? You know, he was once a little boy, played like all children. He was a hard worker. He was brave and strong. And most importantly, he had a pure and chaste heart, all of which he used to protect Mary and the infant Jesus. Well, in a new graphic storybook, Father Donald Kellaway tells the story of St. Joseph in a book to be a favorite of your children, The Chaste Heart of St. Joseph, a graphic novel is available. And through incredible illustrations, the life of St. Joseph comes to life in this new book. Sam Estrada, well, he's a freelance Catholic illustrator and throughout this book makes the life of St. Joseph real and tangible to every young reader. And Sam is joining me this morning. Good morning, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Thank you for having me, Brenda. So, Sam, you are really actually just north of us, closer to the Seattle area. So tell our listeners, how did you first discover that you had a love and a real talent for art? Oh, wow. Ever since I was a kid, um, I was always into cartoons and comic books. Um, One of my favorites were the Ninja Turtles. Uh, It's actually surprising that they're coming back nowadays. (laughs) Um, And then you have, you know, Batman, all the DC comics. Um, and so, you know, I actually uh, asked my uncles who are really good artists, uh, if they could teach me how to draw a little bit. And I guess you could say it runs in the family. They would uh, 
um, during the family reunions, just take me aside and, and show me how to draw like the crucifix or um, an angel and things like that. And ever since I was young, around like six or seven, I was already drawing and uh, by the grace of God, you know, holy things. And uh, it just blossomed from there. I really just, uh, I was always inspired by the saints. And unfortunately, during that time, I did not have very many, you know, Catholic comics out there. Uh, they didn't even have the Action Bible back then. Um, and so I really resorted just to, you know, secular comics. I, I would imitate, you know, the Captain America and the muscles. And I'd be like, hey, maybe I could translate in that into like St. Michael the Archangel, you know. <laughs> it sure. looks like a Superman type person. And... I, I basically just sanctified uh, a lot of the secular comics back then since I was a kid. Sam, your upbringing, part of a big family, you were a homeschooled family and you were able to really develop this art. Did you have a lot of encouragement from your family, from your mom and dad who said, oh, Sam, you draw beautifully. You should make a whole career out of drawing pictures. Or was there a little reluctance? you know, going forward saying this might be a hard life for you and difficult way to make a living? That's a good question. Um, I would say that overall, my family was very supportive. Um, I was actually really into music as as well. I played the saxophone and band. And I was never really discouraged to take up these uh, hobbies, uh, whether it's drawing or music. So I would say I was definitely supported when I eventually started using my talent for the church. They actually said, hey, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, th I was very much supported then as well. And it did take some time. Um, from a young age, I actually discerned wanting to be a religious brother and a priest. And uh, I kind of put those dreams of the hobbies aside. And I said, Lord, I'm willing to help you know, serve the church in some way. Uh, interestingly, when I was a brother, I was asked to draw pictures for um, homeschool books. <laughs> and so I was actually using my talents, even music, you know, uh, in the religious life. And so in no way do I want to say I was discouraged. I was definitely supported and, um, yeah, motivated to continue. Sam Estrada is joining us this morning. He is the illustrator of an incredible new book called The Chase Heart of St. Joseph. It is a graphic novel. It's by wonderful Father Donald Calloway, and we all know and appreciate how much his devotion to St. Joseph is. This is sure to be a new family favorite. It is out by Marion Press. It's incredibly drawn. I must say, I did have to chuckle a little bit to see Father Calloway drawn as this cartoonish character. But boy, even his holiness, the holiness and bravery of St. Joseph, so beautifully captured, too, in these illustrations. How did you begin to collaborate with Father Calloway on this? Because for sure, what I can tell, this wasn't just a script that you got it's a graphic novel. That means there are word clouds and different pictures and things going on throughout the book. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how you and Father Calloway came together on this book. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I think it started in 2018. 
um, I went to a Marian conference in North Carolina and uh, I just left religious life. I discerned out um, by the grace of God and he basically allowed me to work on a project called Our Lady of Fatima, the graphic novel. And after that project, I really felt inspired to um, meet Father Calloway for some reason. Um, I know that I was promoting the book at that conference. And so my mom's like, hey, we should definitely go and let's go online to get our book signed. And I said, you know, I don't have a book, but I'd like to actually give a book to Father. I'll give him the graphic novel of Our Lady of Fatima. And he said, wow, this is amazing. Let's collaborate. Give me your number. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and two years later, he calls me up and says, would you be interested in working on a graphic novel on St. Joseph? And during that time, I just finished his consecration, St. Joseph, you know, the, the book. And uh, I just felt so inspired. I said, of course, St. Joseph is amazing. I want to be just like him. And if I can uh, promote him in any way, I will. And so, yes, I'll sign on and illustrate your graphic novel, Father. <laughs> of course, when somebody like Father Calloway says, I, I really would love for you to do this. Well, that's the first thing you should say is, well, maybe first, thank you, St. Joseph, and absolutely, I will help you with this project. What a great partnership the two of you have come up with. Sam, there is more that I want to talk to you about because I really would be interested to know what Father Calloway said when he first saw a picture of him as kind of a little, uh, like a parish superhero is what it looks like to me. I am already coming up against our break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Definitely, Brenda. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> 7.22 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You know, one of my favorite places at the grotto is up in the upper gardens and is the seven joys and the seven sorrows of St. Joseph. And you can go up there and meditate on that. It's it's really quite a beautiful uh, place up there in the upper gardens. And that reminds me, the Grotto's Festival of Lights is coming soon. Oh, I'm I headed out there wait. today. We're going to be meeting with uh, the group, getting everything ready. And if you want to keep up with what's going on at the Festival of Lights and maybe pick up some uh, tickets, hint, hint, hint. You just keep <laughs> listening here to the Morning Blend. Mm -hmm. We'll have all the details. I, I know today we're going to get everything all lined up this afternoon. And I may pay a visit up to the top to say hello to old St. Joseph up That'd there. That'd be perfect. <laughs> so keep listening for your chance to win those tickets to go to the Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Catechism of the Catholic Church defines virtue as the habit and disposition to do good. It speaks of one of the seven virtues as prudence, using reason and judgment to do good. The book of Proverbs speaks of the prudent person knowing where they are going. St. Thomas Aquinas spoke of relying on both prayer and a wise friend when a decision is to be made. As we navigate our spiritual journey, there's crossroads. Tough decisions require prudence. 
keeping the Gospels close, we have a compass and a roadmap to deal with the sometimes difficult terrain of life, helping us to know where we are being led. Our prayer empowers our reason and judgment as the Holy Spirit shines forward the pathway. A wise friend is often the best instrument of divine guidance, listening and suggesting different avenues. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 725 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, they're doing some great things at Catholic Community Services of Lane County to get ready for the winter. We'll tell you more about their plans just ahead. And sweet dreams for Pope Francis. Mm. And kids want to know, what does the Pope dream about when he goes to sleep at know. night? <laughs> this is a good story, and I'll tell you more about it in four minutes. This is Alob and the Cross Remains. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We will sing as one, fight for those we love. Even in the questions, even in the doubt, we will turn to you. The cross reads. Trusting in your plan, Lord, here. 
souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Ayla being backed up by Dave Moore and the cross remains. It's 730. Pope Francis answered questions about war, the environment, and his daily life during an encounter with roughly 7,000 children from around the world on Monday. The Pope had previously announced the event after praying the Midday Angelus in October. The meeting, which featured children from 84 countries, was part of an event sponsored by the Dicastery for Culture and Education. On arriving at the Vatican's Paul VI Hall, Pope Francis was greeted by children from Syria, Ukraine, Guatemala, in Australia, and children from 14 countries were given a chance to ask Pope Francis questions. Most of the questions centered on topics of peace and war and how to protect the earth from climate change. At one point during the exchange, a young boy from Syria asked the Pope, why do people kill children during war and no one defends them? Well, this is the evilness of war, Pope Francis responded, noting that it would be different if only soldiers and never innocent civilians were killed. He asked those in the hall to be silent for a moment, then led everyone in praying in our father for innocent children killed in war. Now, some children also asked the Pope more personal questions like what he dreams about at night and who are his friends. Pope Francis responded that he usually doesn't dream when he is sleeping and that his friends are all the people who live with him at home. They are his friends and he has lots of friends outside in some parishes and some cardinals too. He said, I have the grace to have friends and that this is a grace from God. He added a person who doesn't have friends is a sad person. 
Portland Public Schools teachers once again were on the picket line Monday as the historic strike continued. Classes were canceled Monday after an unsuccessful weekend of negotiations. The district announced around 7 o'clock last night that Kansas would be canceled for today as well. During the weekend negotiations, the two sides talked about class sizes, compensation, building conditions, and mental health support. The Portland Association of Teachers said there was no forward movement on issues including planning time which has been a sticking point. The district said Monday night it will now notify families on plans for the next day by 7 p.m. Because of the late evening negotiations, the district had said it would notify families by 9 p.m. But it said Monday that families favor the earlier notification time, so the district moved the time back to 7 o'clock and will Check at 7 o'clock tonight to see if they're going to keep going. Okay, now the question that's coming up, which is what we thought about in the Evergreen School District in Vancouver, how are they going to make up these days at the end of the year, shortening up vacations? I think that there's some times that uh, they were thinking that it was vacation, vacation days that the kids had. Yeah, they're back in school for some of those days. So we'll see. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek has appointed a new director of the Oregon Health Authority, Dr. Sajal Hathi, who currently serves as the deputy health commissioner and the state health officer for New Jersey. Hathi will step into the OHA role on January 16th, according to a news release. Now, Oregon State Health Agency has been operating under interim directors for about 10 months following the departure of former director Patrick Allen in early January. The governor touted Hathi's experience in health care, public policy and nonprofit development, including serving as the White House senior policy advisor for public health, treating COVID-19 patients as a resident physician at Massachusetts General Hospital and working as an assistant professor of medicine at John Hopkins School of Medicine. Catholic Community Services of Lane County has begun installing a new family shelter community at its Springfield Community Service Center. The four new emergency pallet shelters and single shower bath unit will serve unhoused families with minor children too young for typical shelters. They expand on CCS's OASIS program, which over 50 unhoused families relied upon during 2022-23 for access to a safer place to land, caring case managers, connections to community resources, laundry facilities, restrooms, and a kitchen. As temperatures continue to plummet, CCS is taking major steps to shelter neighbors outside the grounds of its service centers. Last week, the agency launched its first ever cold weather shelter drive with help from a network of almost a dozen partner churches and organizations, and that will be going on through January. You can take a look at all of the locations for drop-offs and the items needed online at cclc.org. A November 6th announcement from the U.S. Bishops Conference about next month's National Religious Retirement Collection come with a chilling warning that a very small percentage of religious communities actually have enough money to care properly for their elderly members. A recent study that the office had commissioned projected by the year 2034, religious institutes will face a retirement deficit of 98 billion dollars. John Newton, the office director, told Crux News that many small communities and almost half of those who report have 25 or fewer members. 
really struggle to care for their elder members due to lack of financial resources and personnel. The annual collection announced November 6th will take place nationwide the weekend of December 9th and 10th. And last year, the collection raised about $27 million. Religious communities are financially responsible, according to canon law, for the support and care of their own members, which has made maintaining sufficient retirement funds a challenge. As the number of new religious declines, those who are 70 years or older outnumber those who are younger than 70 by nearly three to one. And data found that the average age of female religious in the U.S., 74 years old, it is 67 for men. In sports, are you ready to hoop it up? The 2023-24 basketball season is tipped off with action in Las Vegas, Eugene, Corvallis, and on the bluff here in Portland yesterday. Out in the desert, All-Pac-12 center Nafali Dante had 16 points and 21 rebounds in 27 minutes to lead Oregon to an 82-71 season opening win against Georgia at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Meanwhile, Oregon State ran away from NCAA Division III Linfield 82-46 Monday afternoon at Gill Coliseum. Jordan Pope shot 7 of 13 and scored 16 points to lead the Beavs. In the nightcap, the University of Portland topped Long Beach State 78-73 at the Child Center. Vukasin Mosick had 25 points and 7 rebounds to lead the Pilots. And on the women's side, yep, they tipped it off too. Oregon beat up Northern Arizona 81-48 at the Mad in Eugene. Oregon State pulled away from feisty Arkansas Pine Bluff 85-74 in Corvallis. And the Portland Pilots, hoping to repeat their first trip to the NCAA tournament, started the year with an impressive 72-58 win over the Aztecs of San Diego State. Emmy Shearer paced the Pilot women with 15 points. It's one of the most famous buildings in Europe, partly because it isn't finished yet, more than 100 years since it started. Sagrada Familia Cathedral in Barcelona is just a few years away from completion. However, as the towers of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have fully been erected, when the ultimate tower is finished later for 2026, the building will be finally finished 144 years after it started. The original designer, Catalan architect Anthony Gaudi, wanted the facade to contain 16 spindly towers, which would each be dedicated to a biblical figure. 12 for the apostles, 4 for the evangelists, 1 for Mary, and 1 for Jesus. It was last Wednesday that the final sculptural element was placed on the Tower of Matthew, and the day after that, John's Tower was crowned with an eagle. The Basilica celebrated the triumph on Facebook. And for local Christians, they will get to enjoy this building on November 12th for the Basilica's inaugural Mass when the four towers of the evangelists will be illuminated. They will remain so until after Christmas. Now, on Sunday, the Barcelona Symphony Orchestra gave the debut musical performance at Sagrada Familia, led by head conductor Jose uh, Villaplana. And the concerto featured a repertoire tosian for the occasion that paid tribute to nature, faith, and art represented in the 
uh, churches, art, and sculpture. So here's what is amazing. And I can close my eyes and I can remember stepping into that on the one trip that we took to Europe. We went from Portugal. We spent three days in Barcelona. The inside is meant to represent outside. So all of the pillars have the resemblance of a forest, meaning that they are huge trunks. And as they reach the roof, kind of like a spindling of branches come out and support it. And when the sun comes up in the morning on one side, it shines through blue and green stained glass windows to give it that morning look. And as it falls in the evening, orange and red on the other side. How cool. To appear like the sunset. I cannot wait. 2026 is when it's set to be uh, all done. So, yeah, I think that'll be about the right time. I think I'm going to need to go back there and see it. The other great thing. So 143 years to to build. Wow. It was just incredible. And and Gaudi was a part of a lot of it in the beginning. And people kind of took that up. And, and, you know, pilgrims from coming across all around the world to see that beautiful uh, church. My other favorite memory is seeing that I have a picture is standing outside it on the street. I have a picture of the basilica behind me. I'm eating churros that were freshly made in a <laughs> store across the street. Mmm, churros. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 6 o'clock, it is the monthly night of hope and healing at St. Alice Church in Springfield. Join Father Mark Benz every second Thursday of the month for this night of hope and healing, starting with a bilingual, that's English and Spanish, rosary at 6 o'clock, followed by praise, teaching, and prayers for healing. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events that are going on in our community. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it uh, under the Get Involved menu, matradayradio.com, and you'll have full access to it on the Hail Mary media app, even an integrated map system that'll get you right to where you need to be. You know, Father Mark has a great appreciation for Spanish culture, so I know he appreciates a good churro. Oh, you know he does. I bet you they might get a few on their special occasions down there, too. I'm going to have to go visit them. And I think he has a great appreciation for St. Joseph. I know I do. And we're going to find out more about this incredible graphic novel that Father Donald Calloway has just released. We'll be checking in with the illustrator of that graphic novel, Sam Estrada, checks in back with Brendan next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of his church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude 
and be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 744 at Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And uh, we could see some sunshine today. Yeah, things are going to dry out a little bit. Chance of showers at about 50%. Most of that here before 8. And then a slight chance of showers this evening. High up to 53. And tonight that rain will be early. About a 10% chance. Low cooling off to 41 overnight. Then tomorrow we start to clear out and get a high of 52. Right now still a few raindrops around. Some pooling water on the roads be careful and a little bit of fog out there for sure i can see it right out the window here on sylvan hill and currently it is 49 degrees at saint matthew's catholic church in hillsboro and 48 at saint edwards in kaiser and i am back with sam estrada now sam is an incredible artist and drew the pictures for a new graphic novel the chase heart of saint joseph it is by the wonderful father donald calloway and being published now by marion press you can find it at any one of our great local catholic bookstores and also available online sam is an illustrator of a graphic novel it is the life of saint joseph a superhero told out in a comic book-like pages. Sam has stayed with us today to tell us more about his illustrations. Sam, thanks so much for staying with us today. Thank you for having me, Brenda. So it is, again, sure to be a family favorite, and I can really just see some young readers not only being drawn in by this wonderful story, but it's the illustrations that are really keeping them turning it from one story to the next. You have drawn this out so beautifully in collaboration with Father Calloway. So Father Calloway's in this book. It's just fantastic to see him. When he looked at your initial script and drawings of the of the novel, what did he think about himself? Oh my goodness, uh, that actually took a while just to um, uh, cartoonize or caricaturize someone who's so uh, well known. Um, it was quite a challenge. And I would say that I definitely looked toward um, some of his fans for some help. Uh, my mom is a fan. And so there's a couple drafts I would send her. She's like, yeah, no, he looks too uh, young or he looks too old or there's more hair. Uh, you know, things like that. Um, and I think that it just took a lot of practice, but I definitely went to St. Joseph for help. 
I asked him for some intercession. So I was able to get through the project. And um, I think it was a great concept. Just the fact that father is not only talking to this family, but talking to the audience, you know. I think the one picture that I was kind of hoping to see in the pages somewhere was, of course, the great picture of Father Calloway on his surfboard, tearing it up <laughs> at some Southern California beach. Of course, again, still such a wonderful book. Now, the beautiful things about the saints is that they walk with us. Now, when you sat down to begin this drawing, how did you rely your heart and your pen to the heart of St. Joseph and asked him to help you along in this journey to bring forward his life and the way that he related to our Blessed Mother and the Christ Child. Oh, it's amazing. When I actually started drawing um, and illustrating this project, I was actually preparing to get married. I had just proposed to my wife, uh, then my fiance, and this project comes to my, my mind and I just wonder why at this time, you know, the, the timing is so interesting, but it really allowed me to go to St. Joseph and say, St. Joseph, as I'm drawing you, please form me into a good husband because in a couple months, I'm about to do the most important thing of my life is, you know, dedicate my life to this woman. And so I think he really taught me trust more than anything. He taught me trust, and then next he taught me patience. Because uh, it's just been a long time. I'm, I'm in my 30s. A lot of people really struggle finding their, their spouse, their future spouse. And I would say that it did take some time. It took a lot of patience. But um, St. Joseph was very patient when it came to what God's will was. And so I have a lot to learn still, but hopefully that's one of the virtues I'm uh, starting to develop is patience and, of course, trust in God's will. So, Sam, this is another one of your beautifully illustrated books. Tell our listeners a little bit about your past projects and where they can go to find more information about you and also your webpage. Definitely. We, uh, when I say we, myself uh, and a couple of my art friends, um, they worked in VeggieTales and things like that. They helped me color. Uh, Our Lady of Fatima, the graphic novel, is actually the first one I was able to put out. And um, it is it has so much because it was my first project. It was a passion project because uh, I was asking Our Lady, please help me find my vocation. <laughs> and so she definitely did. Um, in this book, we have all six apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, um, as well as the uh, apparitions of the Angel of Peace to the three shepherd children. And it has so much catechism in it. It's not just the story, it has catechism and it has instruction of how to be a saint. And um, next in 2018, we did um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, the graphic novel. And coming up, we have more, uh, definitely after St. Joseph, we definitely have more with uh, Father Calloway. Um, I cannot say anything other than we have more. (laughs) I would Uh, love that. And it's very exciting. Well, good. Well, we definitely look forward to what's coming up in the future for you. Again, such another great book, perhaps a great novel on your future, perhaps a wonderful saint who was a father, hopefully of many children. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. And remind our listeners of your website where they can find out more information about you. 
Yes, uh, it's prostrata.com. That's P-R-O-S-T-R-A-D-A. And actually is a Portuguese word that means to prostrate. Um, and it basically is, of course, pro. And the last part of my last name is Estrada. But the Portuguese word really uh, kind of outlines the mission, which is to bow low before the Lord in humility. Just like the three ch shepherd children at Fatima, they prostrated before the Eucharist. Oh, beautiful. Well, Sam, perhaps like St. Joseph, well, God set before you a wonderful path and all you did was follow his lead. And of course, to this wonderful new book. Sam, thanks so much for joining us today on The Morning Blend. Look forward to talking to you when your next project comes out. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much, Brenda. And again, that is Sam Estrada. So the name of the book by Father Calloway, it is The Chase Heart of St. Joseph. It is a graphic novel. Now, I will be sure to add information where you can get a copy of the book yourself and also find more information about Sam. I'm going to put those links on the podcast of today's interview at materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. 752 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend. And Brenda, you know what's on tonight at 730? Let's see. It is Tuesday. That means the Voice of the Shepherd is yeah. coming on. Voice of the Shepherd, where we really get to hear from our leader here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Archbishop Alexander Sample is here with Dina Marie. And uh, it's uh, always a lively conversation. You know, I'm always really surprised by his candor. Uh, he really opens himself up and, and, and gets into the heart of issues. And, and you feel like he's talking to you one-on-one. -on -one. It's a wonderful show. It's just one of many original programs we have on the air. We have all of those on at 7.30 each night. But you can get them anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. And you can go back. There's an archive of all the old shows. So maybe you have a topic that you'd like to hear Archbishop Sample talk about. Chances are it's right there in the archive at the Hail Mary Media app. Catch the show live tonight, 7.30. 30 Voice of the Shepherd or online at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Some hotels will offer you free amenities when you check in, but it's likely that only the Leo House in New York City has rosaries available at the front desk. That's because the Leo House has been run by an order of nuns since it opened in 1889. As reported in New York's Daily News, the 81-room structure offers an affordable alternative to Manhattan's eye-popping hotel tabs. And though the building includes a chapel and stained-glass windows, people of any religion are welcomed. 
Sister Marilyn Ellickson, one of the few nuns who still live at the Leo House, says, There's a certain ambiance and the sisters put it here. They created the whole kit and caboodle. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way, on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway, next to Jesuit High School. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio with Brenda and Pat on The Morning Blend, and it is Election Day. They're going to the polls in Salem. We'll tell you more about that just and- ahead. And another incident of vandalism on another one of our beautiful cathedrals in the United States happens, but the swift response of parishioners, well, it really affects the heart of the bishop there. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Have you ever been so passionate about something that you inadvertently alienated yourself from what was actually important? Well, today's saint can certainly relate. Saint Engelbert of Cologne was a man of passionate conviction that sometimes got him in trouble. Born the son of a count in the year 1185, he grew up attending the cathedral school in Cologne. Due to a common abuse of power at the time, he was made the provost of three different churches while still just a boy, simply for being the son of a nobleman. His youthful passion eventually got the better of him when he took sides in a conflict between two archbishops. Siding with his cousin Adolf, Engelbert waged war against the other bishop on his behalf. As a result of his misguided passion, he and his cousin were both excommunicated by the Pope. It wasn't until 1208 that Engelbert humbly submitted himself to papal authority and was reinstated. He then agreed to atone for his sins by joining the Crusades against the Albigenses. After returning from the battlefield, he swore his allegiance to the future Holy Roman Emperor, Frederick II. When he was 32, he was unanimously elected the Archbishop of Cologne. Under his leadership, monastic life flourished, especially the Franciscan and Dominican communities. Because of his close relationship with Frederick II, Engelbert held powerful influence in the affairs of the empire. And when the emperor gave Germany to his son, Henry VII, he appointed Engelbert as guardian of the boy king and administrator of the empire. Now, Engelbert loved Henry as if he were his own son. When the boy turned 12, he officially crowned him king and remained close to him as tutor and guardian until his death. As administrator, he oversaw the realm and worked to maintain peace, devoted to justice and keeping the law while ensuring the well-being of the religious and poor of his community. This earned him great respect and adoration from the people. But his efforts were sometimes extreme, with a willingness to resort to military action and an uncompromising defense of the law that often turned the nobility against him. 
Moreover, his allegiance with the Holy Roman Emperor and the Pope caused the nobles to fear his power of influence, and he was constantly under the threat of attack. Ultimately, it was his own family who betrayed him. His cousin, the Count Frederick of Eisenberg, was a secular administrator for an abbey in Essen and was accused of defrauding the nuns there. Ingelbert rushed to the aid of the nuns who had been wronged, seeking to bring Frederick to justice. But on November 7, 1225, while on his way from a judicial hearing in Soest, he was attacked by Frederick and other nobles who tore him from his horse and killed him. When his body was found, he was brought on a dung cart to King Henry, who wept bitterly over the loss of his mentor. His body had been stabbed 47 times. Ingelbert's body was laid to rest in the Cathedral of Cologne, and he was later declared a martyr and a saint of the church. I think Saint Ingelbert's life is a reminder to us that it doesn't matter where we started out life or what mistakes we might have made. God's mercy is always waiting for us. And if we are willing to honestly repent with humility and remain true to him, there is no telling what amazing things we can accomplish. St. Engelbert of Cologne, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. And for more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please today download the free Hail Mary media app. You can also find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Pope Francis decried anti-Semitism, war, and terrorism in a written speech that he shared on Monday. Francis initially met with European rabbis in the Vatican and was scheduled to give the speech, but said he was not well and declined to read it. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni clarified in a statement later that Francis was experiencing a bit of a cold and provided the distinguished guests with the written speech. The Holy Father also addressed a wave of anti-Semitic protests, vandalism, and general criticism of Israel that's been on the rise in the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Austria, and other countries. On Sunday, the pontiff called for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, saying the current humanitarian crisis remains very grave for Palestinians who are still in Gaza. Uh, Patrick, my guess would be, and I have no verification of this, but when somebody, maybe one of his close aides says, Pope Francis, you need to not do this and rest yourself. Yeah, I get the feeling that uh, he goes right on ahead and does what he needs to do because he's not going to let a cold slow him down any. But the thing I always remember, Brenda, he only has one lung. I know. So you've got a respiratory issue there with limited capacity. And, and I know he wants to keep going. He's 86 years old and he's like the Energizer Bunny. But uh, really, he. Take a if rest, they say, take please, it easy, Pope take Francis. it easy. <laughs> well, sad news to report the Cathedral of the Annunciation in Stockton, California, was vandalized on the morning of November 5th with white paint splattered across the church's sign, front doors with law enforcement currently investigating if the vandalism constitute a hate crime against the church. The vandalism is believed to have occurred around 5.45 a.m., according to police. Law enforcement will be investigating if the vandalism was indeed that hate crime. There have been no arrests in the case, and a suspect has not yet been identified, according to a police spokesman. The Diocese of Stockton, Bishop Marion Coda said in a statement Sunday that he was saddened by the attack and expressed gratitude to the police for their prompt response and to the dedicated parish staff and parishioners for their swift assistance in managing the situation.
It's Election Day across the United States and in the capital city of Oregon, Salem voters will decide whether to enact a payroll tax on employees who work within the city limits. Those in favor of the tax to shore up finances that show multi-million dollar deficit at current spending levels face strong opposition. The issue came to voters following a contentious public debate and vote by Salem City Council in July to impose a tax on wages for people working in Salem, regardless of where they live, as early as July of 2024. The tax would generate $27.9 million annually and cost a person earning the average hourly rate of $29.90, the equivalent of just over $500 a year. In the days following the council's vote, Oregon Business and Industry, a statewide chamber of commerce and trade association, launched an effort to refer the tax to voters. Results of the election are expected to be delivered around 8 o'clock tonight. Elk are common and popular sight to see at the Oregon coast. Now a property owner near Gearhart received close to 80 elk tags to hunt them, leaving many people living there upset over an Oregon law that allowed it to happen. This started when a property owner was having issues with elk destroying his fences on his nearly 50-acre property in Surf Pines. It's about 20 minutes north of Cannon Beach. The owner contacted the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife and was granted 77 elk tags over a three-year period. Now, 10 years ago, Oregon lawmakers passed the Oregon Landowner Damage Program, a law that allows property owners to receive hunting tags from ODFW to hunt elk if they are causing damage to someone's property. There's still a large elk population at the coast, but what residents are concerned about is what this law could mean for the elk population many have come to know and love. The property owner said that he did reach out to ODFW to see if there was a way they could relocate the herd of elk and was told that is just not possible. I've seen those elk on the coast before and uh, especially there around uh, Cape Perpetua and There are dozens and dozens of them, and as they move across, you see they leave behind. It almost looks like the field is plowed. Oh, because they just yeah, yeah, they just trample through there. So I can understand the concern. Seventy-seven tags—that's a lot, though, for one man. In sports, the Portland Timbers yesterday named Phil Neville the club's fourth head coach of the Major League Soccer era. Neville coached for Inter-Miami last season where he was fired. He's also coached international teams. As a player, Neville spent 19 seasons in England's Premier League and on England's men's national team. His contract with the Timbers runs through 2026, and the controversial figure will be introduced to Portland later this morning at 10 o'clock at a news conference uh, at the field. Or the pitch, I should say. At the pitch, (laughs) that's right. It can be tempting to think that if we pray the rosary every day, that we're instantly holy. Similarly, if we fast from meat every Friday of the year, doesn't mean that we're devout Catholics. Performing outward religious acts is certainly an important part of being Christian, but it does not immediately mean that we're going to head to heaven. St. Francis de Sales explains this idea in his book, Introduction to the Devout Life. And this is part of what he says. A man reckons himself as devout because he repeats many prayers daily, although at the same time, he does not refrain from all manner of angry, irritating, conceited, or insulting speeches among his family and neighbors. This man freely opens his purse in almsgiving, 
but closes his heart to all gentle and forgiving feeling towards those who are opposed to him. While that one is ready enough to forgive his enemies, but will never pay his rightful debts, save under pressure. Well, St. Francis de Sales further points out that all these people are conventionally called religious, but nevertheless, they are in no true sense really devout. The key to being holy lies not in performing many religious actions with an empty heart. Instead, we're called to give to God our whole body, our being and soul. Our actions must be followed up by a tender heart, a heart on fire with God's love. If we do pray the rosary every day, we must let the prayer penetrate our heart and soften it so that we will help a neighbor in need. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. One way to help you become more devout in your life this Friday at 6.30, it is Living the Faith series, How to Communicate with Saints, happening at St. Patrick's Catholic Church here in Portland. Everyone is invited to St. Patrick's for this dynamic event that weaves communal worship, personal reflection, and expert guidance from thought-provoking Pastoral Talks by Father Furlow. All are welcome to 6 p.m. Mass in the church before moving to the parish hall for a meatless dinner, followed by group discussions. It is a free event, but please RSVP if you are planning to attend the dinner. And remember, you can find details in these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. I got sunshine on my shoulder. <gasps> yes, you do. And we'll check the weather forecast next. Plus, we'll travel down to Salem, Queen of Peace Parish. Father Tim McKitus has our homily highlight coming up next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Matrade Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matrade Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatradeRadio.com. That's MatradeRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matarday Radio. 
It is 8-11 here at Monster Day Radio. Well, after more rain dumped on us overnight, we begin to see the system breaking up this afternoon. We might actually see a little more sun this afternoon also. Highs today going to reach the mid-50s today. Then overnight, we continue to clear, drop to about 43 degrees. It's going to get cold tonight. Then Wednesday morning, fog will make way for clearing in the afternoon. Highs at 55 degrees. Looks like the next system's coming in on Thursday. Right now, it's 50 at the Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in North Portland. And it is 49 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight comes to us from the wonderful Father Tim Makaitis, pastor at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. Today's gospel is about status, about pretension, about labels of position and power over others. And it's very clear as we've had these series of readings from Matthew's gospel the last number of Sundays, all about Jesus' confrontation with the Pharisees, the Pharisees and Sadducees, the great teachers of the law and the guardians of the the sacred law, um, confronting Jesus about the the face of Caesar on the coin and, and, and all of this and uh, on and on. So this Sunday, Jesus speaking again to his disciples in the crowd that, that, that were with him, his disciples, meaning his, his 12 apostles, he says, what, what I want to emphasize is the importance of obeying authority, proper authority in its proper place. The scribes and the Pharisees have proper authority in the status of, of a Jewish uh, uh, organization of the faith. And so they are the proper leaders and the proper authority. They know the law. They've studied hard. They've prepared. They worked hard to get to this point. And they are exercising their proper role. So listen to them. They know they're explaining things properly. Listen to them and follow the directions. But don't follow their example. And yet the example, the whole point of setting an example was what the Pharisees and Sadducees were attempting to do in a very uh, peacock kind of way. Have you ever been around peacocks? And you approach them and all of a sudden that big beautiful fan goes out, all those different colors in order to be seen. I think peacocks do that when they're threatening. That's hardly a threat, but at any way, it's, it's quite a beautiful bird. Suddenly becomes a beautiful bird in this glorious display of color of his, of his tail feathers. Uh, so these, these, these Pharisees apparently were walking around in order to be noticed, exaggerating religious symbols that they were wearing in order pr- to present uh, a kind of hypocritic uh, um, example to the people. Jesus says, don't do what they're doing. It's empty. They're not leading you to God. They're leading you to themselves. And yet, as we hear in the first reading from Malachi, the condemnation of the priests of, of that time, hundreds of years before Christ came, are doing precisely the same. They're taking advantage of their position they're taking advantage of the responsibility that, that they have to preserve the covenant faith and also to lead the people to God. And so what have they done? 
they began to mix with the Gentile powers over them. They began to adopt idol worship. They began to adopt the Gentile pagan ways and mix them with the sanctity of their Jewish faith and thereby not only causing scandal and confusion, but adopting for themselves roles of superiority and power over the people. And so they're being condemned because of what they're doing, not because of their position, but because of how they are irresponsibly exercising it as great hypocrites. The same condemnation comes down from Jesus to religious leaders. But certainly, yes, it's meant for religious leaders, and I swallow very hard about that. But in any way, it can be applied to any positions of authority. If you find yourself in a position of authority and responsibility over people, it can come right down to a personal relationship in a, in a marriage. That husband and wife have a certain team approach to things in the church and the right of marriage, the exchange of vows, makes it very clear that these are equal partners coming together to work together as equals for the common good of themselves and eventually to get each other to heaven and certainly the common good of their children. One partner does not lord it over another as if he or she is superior to the other, but rather works together for the common good, the intent of the beauty of the sacrament of marriage. Or we're given responsibilities of position and power. We're not to take advantage of it for our own self-promotion. How, how ordinary this is, how common we see this kind of ego temptation in our culture. Certainly we see it in politics, we see it in religion, we see it in business corporations, we see it everywhere. And so we need to be aware of what our Lord is, is, is reminding us, the danger of this, the danger of titles and positions and power. So Jesus then speaks then, you know, he tells them what these men are doing and how they're doing. It must have been almost comical to see this parade of Pharisees walking by with exaggerated parts of their clothing in order that they might appear to be extraordinarily pious, extraordinarily serious about covenant faith. Phylacteries. Phylacteries were little, were little leather boxes that were strapped on the upper arm of the rabbi or the, the Pharisee. And in those little boxes were pa scripture passages from the Torah reminding that Pharisee about the covenant law and about his responsibility to live out that law. And then he says, well, they, they, they increase the size of their phylacteries, meaning what these men were doing, strapping them to their heads with large leather boxes on their foreheads. I mean, you can't miss that, <laughs> as odd as it might have looked. Orthodox Jews to this very day, rabbis, you, may, you would see these kinds of items on that, not so exaggerated, but still be wearing these ancient signs of, of, of covenant faith as teachers. And so these men were doing this in order to, be, uh, to never be missed. And the fringes on their, the tassels on their cloak, they were exaggerating them even more because those tassels were representative of the Ten Commandments. And so they were exaggerating this more, appearing to follow these commandments to a hyper degree. 
And Jesus says, they aren't doing anything to what they're saying, what they're appearing to be. It's all phony. Don't be like that. Because that angers God more than anything else. The sanctity of this faith is a very serious thing. It's about relationship. It's about relationship with God and how we are drawn into that relationship with God. And when we are drawn into that relationship through following the covenant, following all that God has offered to us, we become then friends with God, spiritual sons, beloved sons and daughters of, of, of the Lord. Authentic leadership, authenticity in our faith is so fundamental in who we are. People know you as members of the Catholic Church in places of your work. What do they see when they see you? What do they hear when they hear you speaking? What sort of example do they see you setting? They know you're a Catholic. And if they're at all serious about if they have faith, and even if they don't particularly, there's a certain standard of behavior, of expectation, realistic or not, that people set a bar. Where are you in that bar? Are we being authentic where we are indeed? So other examples that Jesus gave about special places of honor in the synagogue, the synagogue was very much stratified uh, men, uh, ch children and, um, and women were put at the back of the synagogue. Sorry, but that's where they were. While these teachers took the place in the front as, as often as they could, fighting for positions of power and, and, and uh, you know, to be noticed. Jesus. Don't be like that. That's not what the faith is about. You are not the center of the faith. You are given the responsibility to bring people to God, to show the face of God to people, and not your own. So these constant reminders for us. St. Paul in the second reading finally certainly sets the example of what Jesus is reminding us. St. Paul speaks. We can imagine this Paul, probably a young, a young vigorous man, a Roman, Roman uh, you know, trained and, and uh, a uh, Pharisee knew the law inside and out. Paul, in his energy and in his strength, this vigorous man speaks now to the Thessalonian community, the earliest of Christian communities he founded. And he said, I lead you like a mother nurturing a child. Paul is very unpretentious in his approach to his ministry. He's leading them through love. And he's leading them through his example. He's calling them that as they interact with each other to do the same with one another. To lead by example. To lead with love. To care deeply about one another as much as a mother cares for her baby. Nurturing her child, he says. What a beautiful example. Of, illustrates with Jesus the point that Jesus is getting at. So let's take these, these, this sort of pastoral advice to heart and how we can apply that, how we can call ourselves maybe out and w when perhaps we need to be and readjust our way of relating to one another, particularly for those of us 
who find ourselves in positions of responsibility uh, over others. We, we lead by love. We lead by example. We lead after the, by humility after the example of Christ. And that is today's homily highlight from our good friend, Father Tim Makaitis, pastor at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. If you would like to listen to that homily again, because I know there was a lot of information there and you want to just spend a little more time focusing on it, please head over to our webpage because as soon as the show's over, that homily highlight you just heard, it's going to be made into a podcast. You can listen to it right there from our website. You can download it. You can even share it in an email with a friend who you think might enjoy that. You'll also have access to all of our locally produced shows and podcasts on the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 in Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And Catholic Community Services of Lane County is getting ready for winter in a big way. We'll tell you more about their plans just ahead. And when Pope Francis goes to sleep, what does he dream about? That was one of the many questions he answered from a gathering of children at the Vatican. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Joshua Blakesley. Sing Alleluia. And we are Brendan Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Notre Dame Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. One of the most prolific artists in all of Catholic music, that is Josh Blakesley. And sing hallelujah. It's 8.30. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis answered questions about war, the environment, and his daily life during an encounter with roughly 7,000 children from around the world on Monday. The Pope had previously announced the event after praying the Midday Angelus Prayer in October. This meeting, which featured children from 84 different countries, was part of an event sponsored by the Dicastery for Culture and Education. On arriving in the Vatican Paul VI Hall, Pope Francis was greeted by children from around the world and from 14 countries was given quite a chance to ask Pope Francis questions. Most of the questions centered on the topics of peace and war and how to protect the earth from climate change. At one point during the exchange, a young boy from Syria asked the Pope, why do people kill children during war and no one defends them? This is the evilness of war, Pope Francis responded, noting that it would be different if only soldiers and never innocent civilians were killed. He asked those in the hall to be silent for a moment and then led everyone in praying in Our Father for innocent children killed in war. Some children also asked the Pope more personal questions like what he dreams about at night and who his friends are. Pope Francis responded that he usually does not dream while he is sleeping and then said his friends, those are the people who live with me at home. They are my friends. They have a lot of friends outside in some parishes and some cardinals too. He said, I have the grace to have friends and this is a grace of God. He added that a person who doesn't have friends is a very sad person. Catholic Community Services of Lane County has begun installing a new family shelter community at its Springfield Community Service Center. The four new emergency pallet shelters and single shower and bath unit will serve unhoused families with minor children too young for typical shelters. They expand on CCS's OASIS program, which over 50 unhoused families relied upon in the 2022-23 fiscal year. As temperatures begin to plummet, CCS is also taking major steps to shelter neighbors outside the grounds of its service centers. Last week, the agency launched its first ever cold weather shelter drive with help from a network of almost a dozen partner services, organizations, and churches. For a list of the items that they need for the cold weather shelter drive, as well as where you can drop them off, you can visit their website at ccslc.org. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek has appointed a new permanent director of the Oregon Health Authority, Dr. Sajal Hathi, who currently serves as the Deputy Health Commissioner and State Health Officer for New Jersey. Hathi will step into the OHA role on January 16th, according to a news release from the governor's office. Oregon State Health Agency has been operating under interim directors for about 10 months following the departure of former director Patrick Allen in early January. The governor touted Hathi's experience in health care, public policy and nonprofit development, including serving as the White House senior policy advisor for public health, treating COVID-19 patients as a resident physician at Massachusetts General Hospital and working as an assistant professor of medicine at the John Hopkins School of Medicine. 
Portland Public Schools teachers once again were on the picket line Monday as the historic strike continued. Classes were canceled for Monday after an unsuccessful weekend of negotiations, and the district announced around 7 o'clock last night that classes would be canceled today as well. During the weekend negotiation, the two sides talked about class sizes, compensation, building conditions, and mental health support. The Portland Association of Teachers said there's no forward movement on any of these issues, including planning time, which has been a sticking point. The district said Monday night it will now notify families on plans for the next day by 7 p.m. Because of the late evening negotiations, the district had said previously it would notify families by 9 p.m., but last night it said families favored the earlier notification time, so the district stuck with the time at 7 o'clock. An announcement from the U.S. Bishops Conference about next month's National Religious Retirement Collection came with a chilling warning that a very small percentage of religious communities actually have enough money to care properly for their elderly members. A recent study from the Office Commission projected that by 2034, religious institutes will face a retirement deficit of about $9.8 billion. John Knudsen, the office director, told Crux News many small communities and almost half of those who report having 25 or fewer members really struggle to care for their elder members due to a lack of financial resources and personnel. The annual collection announced November 6th will take place nationwide the weekend of December 9th and 10th. Now, religious communities are financially responsible, according to canon law, for the support and care of their own members, which has made maintaining sufficient retirement funds a challenge as the average age of the members of the community increases. Now, as the number of new religious declines, those who are 70 or older outnumber those who are younger than 70 by nearly three to one. And data found that the average age of a female religious in the U.S., 74 years old, and it is 67 years old for men. In sports, the 2023-24 men's and women's basketball season tipped off in action with action in Las Vegas, Eugene, Corvallis, and on the bluff here in Portland yesterday. Out in the desert, All-Pac-12 center Nafali Dante had 16 points and 21 rebounds in 27 minutes to lead the Oregon Ducks to an 82-71 season opening win against Georgia at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Meanwhile, Oregon State ran away from NCAA Division III Linfield, 82-46 Monday afternoon in Gill Coliseum. Jordan Pope shopped 7 of 13 and scored 16 points to lead the Beavs. In the nightcap, the University of Portland topped Long Beach State 78-73 at the Child Center, and Vukas and Mossick had 25 points and 7 rebounds to lead the Pilots. On the women's side, Oregon beat up Northern Arizona 81-48 at the Matt and Eugene. Oregon State pulled away from feisty Arkansas Pine Bluff 85-74 in Corvallis. And the Portland Pilots, fresh off their first ever trip to the NCAA tournament, started the year with an impressive 72-58 win over San Diego State. Emmy Shearer paced the Pilot women with 15 points. And I would be remiss if I did not mention <gasps> yes. Monday Night Football uh -huh. last night. Night. Justin Herbert and the San Diego. Oh, 
pardon me, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I still say San Diego. (laughs) Beat the Jets 27 to 6. Not only that, though, you know, Justin out of Eugene, he became the fastest player in NFL history to hit 1,500 completions. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty impressive right there. Very impressive. I like that score. (laughs) I know you do. It's one of the most famous buildings in Europe, partly because it isn't finished yet, more than 100 years since it was started. Sagrada Familia Cathedral in Barcelona is just a few years away from completion. However, as the towers of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have been fully erected, when the ultimate tower is finished later for 2026, the building will be finished 44. 144 years after it was started. The original designer, Catalan architect Antony Gaudi, wanted the facade to contain 16 spindly towers, which would be dedicated to a biblical figure. 12 for the apostles, 4 for the evangelists, 1 for Mary, and 1 for Jesus. It was last Wednesday that the final sculptural element was placed on the Tower of Matthew, and the day after that, John's tower was crowned with an eagle. The Basilica celebrated the triumph on Facebook. Now, for local Christians, they will get to enjoy this building on November 12th for the Basilica's inaugural mass when the four towers of the evangelists will be illuminated. They will remain so until after Christmas. There was a beautiful orchestra for the debut and just a really celebratory feel for that mass. Now, the only tower of Jesus remains unfinished. When the scaffolding is finally pulled down, it will be the tallest cathedral in Europe at 566 feet tall, plus a 56 foot tall cross on the top of it. I'm going to go see that when it's done. Well, we were looking at pictures during the break, and I want to tell you, Brenda, I've been I've been to a number of basilicas, a number of impressive holy sites. Never seen anything like that. It's truly incredible, wow. isn't it? I can't wait to go. I, I, I'm ready to get on a plane and go check it out right away. That is incredible. They say in the tour that we took that it is one of the tallest height when the cross is on that christ spire it will be almost as tall as the mountains around it and that was deliberately made shorter than the tallest mountain in barcelona because gaudi insisted that nothing that humans can create can ever be as great as god's creation so he made sure it was smaller than the hills that god created around barcelona it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community And this Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., is a Death, Dying, and Beyond discussion, a practical guide to the end of life. It's happening at Siena Hall at Holy Rosary Parish in Portland. Join a discussion with attorney John Cock on the practical things to know in preparation for the end of life. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to that community calendar at materdayradio.com and access it also on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, I've got sunshine outside my window. Rain is going to let up a little bit. It's still going to hang around. Might be a little fog, too. We'll check that weather next. And it's a big birthday celebration. We'll be talking about that. And our digital diva, Sarah Kinsey, joins us coming up next. (laughs) 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. From Romans chapter 2. Do you suppose that you will escape the judgment of God? To those who by perseverance and doing good comes glory and honor and eternal life. Life can be a pileup of missteps, mistakes, and regrets, and the burden can be heavy. These can be with friends and relatives, over jobs or marriage or finances, with our health or the health of those close to us. Yes, the circumstances of each day can be overwhelming leaving us very frustrated and down. Though Judgment Day comes, we need to let go and leave that to God alone. Jesus cautioned us against judging and instead stressed God's love for us and that the kingdom of God is now, encouraging us to embrace people and life now. The good news is about doing good and the glory of God. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 844 at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we have got some sunshine out there breaking through the fog and the clouds. We're going to see that trend continue through the afternoon with a high this afternoon up to 53 and a 50% chance for more rain today. Could see a little slight chance of showers tonight early in the evening, then a low drop it down to 41. Tomorrow we start to clear out after some fog in the morning and a high up to 52. So uh, drying out, that gives you no excuse not to rake leaves, Brenda. Oh, oh man. I, can I replace raking leaves for my evening walk? I mean, that's equal exertion? No. Okay, got to no. do both. All right. All right. I know what Christian's going to be doing, helping me with. Currently, it is 52 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 51 at St. Alice in Springfield. Well, before we get to our exciting email that is hitting inboxes today, we cannot let this show go without saying a big, big happy birthday to our Archbishop Alexander Sample. Happy birthday. Yeah, and it's appropriate that tonight at 7.30, we've got Voice of the Shepherd so we can celebrate with him in person tonight on the show. And 
I'm not going to ask how old he is. No, but you I know, know what? But I'm not going to say. You know what I would ask? What kind of birthday cake do you like? Oh, what is Archbishop Sample's favorite flavor of cake, or what would his dessert treat be uh, for his birthday? Maybe a little ice cream along with it. Angel food. Oh, now see that makes absolute perfect sense. Angel food cake. Yeah. Okay. Bishop's cake, king cake. <laughs> king cake. There you go. That, oh, that's it. Perfect. I like that one for sure. <laughs> well, it is a Tuesday and joining us every Tuesday, it is our digital media manager, Sarah Kenzie. She's joining us to let you know a little bit about some of the great projects we have been working on here at Mater Day Radio. And we're getting a little bit of a preview and a highlight of what is coming uh, in your email that's going to talk about those. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are things out there? Everything's just a little slow today. All the stoplights, you know, everything's a little backed up, but it's okay. I always feel it's like funny. when I get to uh, where I'm going, and it used to be St. Joseph's Church from our house, that if we hit all of the green lights, I'd say, kids, oh, the angels want us to get there early. And so I always pray to the angels to help get us through some of those tight uh, traffic situations. It sounds like the angels didn't help you today, Sarah. I mean, I'm here. I'm safe. <laughs> they want you to learn patience. They yes. want you to learn yes. patience. Absolutely. I'm growing in patience. Well, well, we have got Vocations Awareness Week going on. And we got some really cool things going out in the email today about vocations and some videos. Yes. Uh, so we've got several uh, different things that I wanted to highlight uh, for Vocations Week. Uh, we've got uh, a look back at our Signs of Hope project, which is actually something, uh, the videos that I'm highlighting, we actually did last year. Um, but, you know, sometimes we have so much great content out there that sometimes things get missed. And um, there's some incredible stories in here. Uh, we have several vocation stories from the Franciscan Sisters of the Eucharist, um, as well as video to go along with that. And they talk about their vocation and, and, and their stories. And then we also talked last uh, fall, we talked to our good friend, Father Peter Julia, uh, who's the vocation director for the Archdiocese of Portland. And he actually uh, did a very long interview where he kind of went in depth with his vocation story. Um, and so we've got that in there. We have a conversation with a couple of the seminarians. Uh, we have a conversation with uh, one of the missionaries of the Holy Spirit um, who was out in Hillsboro uh -huh. uh, up until recently. And then also um, a sister, uh, actually a mother, who is from this local area um, that I talked to remotely. So these were all great conversations and I just wanted to pull them up again and just you know shine a light on them again. And I, I really loved these because we got to have longer conversations and we got to really go into more of the detail um, of, of what went into, you know, these different decisions and, and the discernment process. And they all have very different stories and very different lives and just uh, something we really want to highlight again. Thank you for that, because we're really all about building this culture of vocations here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And I think we've done a good job of that. Father uh, uh, Peter Julia has done a tremendous job of that. And uh, really just the, the, the way we have the religious orders here and they're growing and developing. Brenda had a story on earlier this morning that talked about kind of the crisis mm -hmm. uh, of how this aging population of religious is right. kind of going through. I don't necessarily see that here. Right. I, I know a lot of people that are are younger that are are joining religious orders or or studying for the priesthood and that's a really great sign of hope i think
There's just such joy. Yes. You know, they radiate this joy, and you want to be a part of it. Yeah. So I, I can see the attraction there. And, uh, you know, Father Peter Julie is a Baylor Bear. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the plug in. Of course, of course you did. Of course you did. And, of course, what is beautiful, uh, unique about every one of these vocation stories is God calls people from every walk of life, every religious background even. There are many that weren't even raised Catholic and have found their way to the Catholic Church and to a vocation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're just really beautiful stories. And so please spend some time listening to those. Please gather maybe your preteen or teenage uh, daughter and son and listen to these stories and ask them to pray about their own vocation and ask them mm-hmm. to, to just really pray on the idea of, is God calling them? to a vocation yeah. in the church. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Matra Day Radio, and she's joining us today to talk about some of the exciting projects we have been working on here at Matra Day Radio. One of these really wonderful projects that you got started over the summer where you were working with one of our interns, Vivian, she decided to start a podcast mm-hmm. and she's kept it going. Tell our listeners about Through Thick and Thin. Yeah, so uh, Vivian started this podcast. Uh, the target audience is uh, Vietnamese young adults and youth and young adults, I would say. But I think a lot of other people have been tuning in and really enjoying that as well. Um, and so I wanted to highlight this, uh, first of all, because we just had a new episode come out. Uh, they There's one every month uh, the, on the first Friday. Um, and so we have a brand new one with Anthony Nguyen, who is a arch. Archdiocese of Portland seminarian. Um, and so that's a great conversation. And he really talks about this, again, this idea of vocation and and how he had to overcome certain fears in, in trying this out. And, um, and you know, what, what are people going to say? And what's the reaction of my family going to be? And all these different things. Um, so I encourage you to listen to that. And also the other two episodes in this series, um, uh, they're both another uh, great examples from Sister Maria Q. Tran um, and Father Randy Huang. Um, and so they're both, again, to these, these amazing, um, inspiring vocation stories. Um, really, you know, they're all from young adults. Uh, and so that's, again, like you just said, if you have, you know, a, a teenager or someone who, you know, you really want to encourage to just be open to that, I really encourage you to go uh, listen to Through Thick and Thin. It's another great, fun podcast that helps encourage that. And one of my favorite things about the email is we always have a really cool event in there. Deb always picks out a really good one. What, what do we got this time around? Uh, so this this time, Deb uh, pointed out that there's several uh, local bazaars and craft fairs shopping. in the area. Uh, you know, you got to get going on that Christmas mm-hmm. shopping. What better way to go? You know, get something like handmade, local. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Um, Artisan. See, exactly. So there's uh, craft fairs going on in Vancouver, Milwaukee, and Gresham, Um maybe even more this uh, this weekend. So we'll Absolutely. include all the information on that. Oh, well, please get, check out that email. It's coming to your inbox this afternoon. And if you're not receiving our emails, why not? You need to be getting on this too. So please go over to our webpage. You'll find out information on where you can sign up to make sure you're getting those emails. You can also do it through the Hail Mary Media app. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us this morning on another great Tech Tuesday. Thank you. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. 
That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop, the morning blend on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we are going to see some sunshine this afternoon. High warming up to 53. Chance of rain tonight about 10%, low down to 41. Then tomorrow, more sunshine after a foggy start and a high up to 52. I can see that sun peeking through the clouds already, Brenda. I love it. Right now, 50 in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Matthias Michael and Amplified. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, my friends, we are called All for one and one for all To mend our broken streets To serve
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, Matthias Michael, Amplified. It's 8.59. Hey, and another Tuesday show in the books. It seemed that was a fast two hours. I can't wait. I'm going to the grotto this afternoon, and if the sun oh. comes out, I'm going up talk to the Sea St. Joseph. I really, I, I always get excited going out oh, there. Oh, say hello to him for <laughs> us, too. That beautiful St. Joseph garden up there. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 7.30. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And we hope you have a very blessed day.